0: welcome friends to our fifth episode of hanukkah 5783 so we are looking at the story of no i apologize yeah okay night five sorry I <laughs> last count for a minute so night five in the footsteps of the messiah 5783 hanukkah mini series of 8 nights in a row. We apologize for the te- technical difficulties. So if you were waiting for one episode to air per day, <clears throat> we got behind due to travel and technical issues. But with our apologies, we ho- uh, with our apologies, we hope to bring you a riveting, an exciting and a breathtaking Episode, and installment of intrigue, lies, seduction, deception, and guerrilla warfare. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off. So Uzziah and the elders had told Yehudit, you cannot make such a sacrifice for us. But Yehudit persisted. It has happened before that God sent his salvation through a woman. Yael, the wife of Heber, was her name, as you well know. It was into her hands that God, Hashem, delivered the cruel Sisera. Now that's from the book of Judges that is in the Bible, the story she's referring to chapter 4. So, Uzziah and the elders attempted to discourage Yehudit from such a dangerous mission, but she insisted that she be allowed to try. Finally, they agreed. So Yehudit passed through the gates of Betulia, dressed in her best clothes which she had not worn since her husband had passed away. A delicate veil all but hid her beautiful face. She was accompanied by her faithful maid, who carried on her head a basket filled with rolls cheese and several bottles of old wine. The sun had already begun to hide behind the green mountains, when Yehudit and her maid wound their way toward the enemy's camp, their lips whispering a prayer to Hashem. Presently, they were stopped by sentries, who demanded to know who they were, and who sent them. We have an important message for your command, the brave Holofernes," Yehudit said, Take us to him at once. Who are you, and why are you here? Holofernes asked, his eyes gazing on his unexpected but charming visitor. I am but a plain widow from Betulia. Yehudit is my name. I came to tell you how to capture the town in the hope that you will deal mercifully with its inhabitants. Yehudit then told Holofernes, that life in the beleaguered town had become unbearable for her. She had bribed the watchman to let her out, and her maid with her. She went on to say that she had heard of Holofernes' bravery and mighty deeds in battle, and wished to make his acquaintance. Finally, she told Holofernes what he already knew, that the situation in the besieged town was desperate, that the inhabitants have very little food and water left, Yet, she said, their faith in God remained strong, and so long as they had faith, they would not surrender. On the other hand, she added, before long, every scrap of kosher food would be gone, and in desperation, they would begin to eat the flesh of unclean animals, and then Hashem's anger would be turned against them, and the town would fall. But how will I know when the defenders of the citadel will begin to eat unkosher food, as you say, so that I can then storm the walls and capture the city? The commander of the besieging army asked. Well, I had thought of that, Yehudit answered confidently. I have arranged with the watchmen at the city's gates that I would come to the gate every evening to exchange information. I will tell them what's going on there, and they are here, and they will tell me what's going on there. Holofernes was completely captivated by the charming young Jewish widow, who had so unexpectedly entered his life and was now offering him the key to the city. If you are telling me the truth, and will indeed help me capture the city, you will be my wife, Holofernes promised. Then he gave orders that Yehudit and her maid were to have complete freedom to walk through the camp, and anyone attempting to molest them in any way would be put to death immediately. A comfortable tent was prepared for the two women, right next to his. The two women, veiled and wrapped in their shawls, could now be seen walking leisurely through the armed camp at any time during the day and evening. Fearful of the commander's strict orders, everyone gave them a wide berth. Soon they attracted little, if any, attention. Yehudite could now walk up to the city's gates after dark, where she was met by a watchman. Tell Uzziah that, thank Hashem, everything is shaping up according to plan. With God's help, we shall prevail over our enemy. Keep your trust strong in God. Do not lose hope for a moment. Having delivered this message for the commander of the defense force of the city, Yehudit departed as quietly as she had appeared. The following evening she came again to the city's gates and repeated the same message, adding that she had won Holofernes' complete confidence. In the meantime, Holophernes, having nothing special to do, spent most of his time drinking, with and without his assistance. When he was not completely drunk, he would send for Yehudit. She always came to his tent in the company of her maid. On the third day, he was already getting impatient. Well, gracious Yehudit, what intelligence do you bring me today? My men are getting impatient and demoralized, doing nothing. They cannot wait to capture the city and have their fun. I have very good news, General. There is not a scrap of kosher food left in the city now. In a day or two, famine will drive them to eat their cats and dogs and mules. Then God will deliver them into your hands. Wonderful, wonderful. This calls for a celebration. Tonight, we'll have a party, just the two of us. I shall expect you as my honored guest." -"Thank you, sir," Yehudit said. That evening when Yehudit entered Halafrani's tent, the table was laden with various delicacies. The general, delighted to see her, bade her partake of the meal, but Yehudit told him that she had brought her own food and wine, that she had prepared especially for that occasion. -"My goat cheese is famous in all of Betulia," Yehudit said. I'm sure you'll like it, General. He did, and he also liked the strong, undiluted wine she had brought. She fed him the cheese, chunk after chunk, and he washed it down with wine. Before long, he was sprawled on the ground, dead drunk. Isn't that interesting that they describe him as dead drunk? Because drunkenness... It, like, it it takes away the senses. It takes away all of the, like, attention, the focus, the energy, the life force. It just, it makes somebody like they're dead. Um, So, it's interesting. There's a proverb that I'd like to take a break and go look at for a second. So the verse I was thinking of is Mishle, Proverbs, uh, chapter 31, verse 6. Give strong drink to the one who is perishing, and wine to those of bitter soul. Tenu shechar le'oved vayayin nafesh. So, give shechar, which I guess is strong drink, that's a new word for me. Le'oved, so someone who is um, perishing. And yayin, wine. To those who are bitter of soul. So, pretty good translation there. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and let him remember his misery no more. Verse 7. So, all right, we're going back to our story. So, she's about to give him uh, the finality of the the, the closing uh, trump card of the party. So uh he ended up on the ground dead drunk, Yehudi propped a pillow under his head and rolled him over on his face. Then she uttered a silent prayer Answer me, O oh Lord, as you answered Yael, yeah. the wife of Heber, the Kenite, when you delivered the wicked general Sisra into her hands, strengthen me this once that I may bring your Yeshua deliverance to my people whom this cruel man vowed to destroy and let the nations know that you have not forsaken us all right well we're gonna have to stop on this cliffhanger at the end of this mini episode for night five and we'll see you back tomorrow for night six of Hanukkah 5783 may you be blessed and encouraged and may you find the truth and the Spirit in asking Yeshua to be the Messiah of your life, your light and salvation, like it says in Psalm 27. God bless you. Shalom and Chag, Hanukkah Sameah.